Hello and welcome to episode number 266 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books. With me today is Amanda, also of Smart Bitches, and Ryan Probst. Ryan is the associate publicist for Berkeley Publishing, which is part of Penguin Random House. Ryan is also the creative mastermind behind Berkeley Romance's Instagram account, and it is a truly beautiful account. It's a feed that both Amanda and I admire, so we asked if we could talk to her about it. We talk about why Instagram works for books and what people in the book community and the romance community are looking for on Instagram. We also discuss some technical details such as setting up shots and image composition, lighting, props, positioning, and how Instagram has helped promote Berkeley authors, romance fiction, and boosted other aspects of branding on multiple levels. We talk about how some of Ryan's favorite pictures came about and what apps she recommends for optimizing images. Don't worry, I have links to all of them. Plus, we learn Amanda's true feelings about hashtags. Now, I'm curious about something. One of the things we talk about is using social media for book recommendations. Have you purchased a book because of Instagram or another form of social media? Did you like it? Did that recommendation work for you? I'm really curious. If you'd like to reply or tell me all about it, you can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com or sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at smartbitches.com. Or you can leave a message at 1201-371-3272 or, you know, record a voice memo in your phone and then email it to me, which is exactly the same as a voicemail almost because they both get emailed to me. Either way, I'm curious if you've ever purchased a book because of Instagram or social media, I'm curious how it worked out for you. This week's episode is brought to you by His Perfect Partner by Priscilla Oliveras. It takes two to tango. Four-time Golden Heart finalist Priscilla Oliveras debuts with a novel that proves love is a delicate dance. All it takes are two willing partners. Professional dancer Yasmin Fernandez has left romance behind her after a bad breakup and is focusing on helping her father recover from a long illness. So she does not have time to be distracted by handsome Tomas Garcia, the father of one of her young dance students, Maria. And Tomas, shattered by his divorce, is too focused on his career to have a personal life. But Yasmin and Tomas grow closer, with Maria's help, of course, and the rhythm of their lives fall into step, perfectly matched. It may be time for them to face the music, warm-hearted, sizzling with romantic tension and plenty of Latin flair, Priscilla Oliveras delivers a romance readers won't soon forget. For more information, visit kensingtonbooks.com. And thank you very much, Kensington, for sponsoring the podcast this month. I appreciate that so much. And speaking of things that I appreciate, there have been so many reviews left for the show. Thank you. You're all awesome. I super appreciate that. Apparently, reviews are more and more and more important. Like, I knew reviews are important. I'm a reviewer. But uh, the algorithms for podcast distribution and highlighting, you know, what's trending, what's new, relies a lot on feedback. And since we're a pretty niche show, I've never really thought that we would end up being a featured show on any apps. But we have so many positive five-star reviews. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is so rad. I appreciate it. I also want to mention that we have a podcast Patreon and I am commissioning transcripts for older episodes because we reached our goal. Thank you so much for that. I am so excited and it's really fun to go into the archives and look at the older episodes as they get transcribed. It's fun because some things have not changed and some things are very different from all of those years ago. It's fantastic. So thank you again for being the most excellent listeners. 
Our music each week is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. I will have information at the end of the show as to who this is, but I am also really enjoying this album. Unfortunately, I don't think this group is on MySpace, and you know how much I love that. I will have links to all of the books we talk about, plus links to all of the Instagram feeds that we mention and all of the apps and programs that we talk about for improving your Instagram photos, if that is a thing that you love. And if you are super into Instagram, I would love to hear from you. And I would also like to get a link to your feed because Instagram is very much my happy place lately. I will also have at the end of the episode, a terrible joke. So if you want to listen to the whole outro, and by the way, outro is totally a word. Stay tuned to the end because the jokes are terrible and I so enjoy finding them. They make you groan. You can email me and yell at me about them. And now, without any delay, further delay, I'm going to stop talking now. Let's do a podcast. I'm Ryan Probst. Uh, I currently work for Berkeley Publicity, specifically with our romance books. Um, so if any of you have are bloggers, I've probably been speaking to you. Um, yeah, I've been working for Berkeley for almost three years now. Um, I've always been a huge romance fan since like I graduated off of Gossip Girl books at the age of 12. And so since then, it's just been, you know, all romance from here. So this is the perfect place for me. Um, but yeah. What do you do as part of your responsibilities as a publicist at Berkeley? What are some of the things that you are in charge of? Sure. So a lot of it is handling campaigns for romance authors, uh, whether that be blog tours, bookstore events. Um, basically, we're just trying to get the word out about the book. Um, a lot of it is me telling you something I do in my everyday life anyways, like telling people why they should read books. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that story. <laughs> so this is kind of – it was kind of a perfect fit because I was already doing that um, – yeah, a lot of it is online working with the romance community, which has been such a treat. The romance community is so fun and vibrant. Um, but yeah, I also handle some of our social media, including the Instagram. Um, which is why we wanted to keep you prisoner and ask you lots of questions. <laughs> How did you start running the Berkeley Instagram? So it originally started, um, we wanted to give a voice for the Berkeley Romance titles and community. Um, I was originally working on the regular Berkeley Instagram account, which covers more of our like general fiction, um, sci-fi fantasy, that kind of thing. So we wanted to have a separate entity for romance um, because we noticed that there was this huge romance community on Instagram um, that was specifically just talking about romance. So of course, we wanted to have a voice there um, and talk about all of our amazing titles. Um, so that's kind of how it started. We just wanted to have a platform on there. We noticed how fast Instagram was growing. Um, and we started it about, gosh, it's been maybe a year and a half ago now. Maybe. I think that's right. Wow. And how <laughs> many followers on Instagram do you have now? Have you taken a look recently? Yeah. So we have a little over 6,000, which is amazing. It's more than that is I really impressive. Ever. More than I ever dreamed of when I first started this. Um, and it's just so cool to see that people are talking about books on there and that people are talking about romance on there. Um, but yeah, it's really grown. So Amanda. Yes. You run the Smart Bitches Instagram. Yes. And when you originally approached me about it, you were like, can I do something with Instagram? And I 
Instagram is not a language that I was immediately fluent <laughs> in. Like it's 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 like a language I was like, okay, I kinda understand, but why? Like it's hard to comment and it's and, and the thing that really pissed me off, of course, was originally <laughs> originally Instagram was on iPhones only. And I was like, well, fine, I'll take my Android cooties and I'll go somewhere else. And then like when it came on Android, all, all the iPhone people were like, oh, no, they're going to dirty our beautiful place. Now I've come to really like Instagram for myself. And on my own handle, I just post pictures that I take every day, which reminds me to sort of slow down and observe what I'm doing each day. But with books and the Smart Bitches Instagram, you do a whole bunch of different things. What are some of the things you do with our Instagram? We do giveaways, which are insanely popular. Um, I usually try to take photos of the book mail that we get because sometimes there's like a nice little arrangement of items that come with a book or a book in its finished form looks really beautiful. So I want to take photos of that. Um, I feel like those are the main things that we usually do if we're at events like RT or RWA. We'll post photos there because people are following like a hashtag for the event. So that's really helpful to kind of, I don't know, find people who are also doing the thing you're doing at an event. Um, I would say those are the three main things that I slap up there on the Instagram account. (laughs) <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, what about you? What are some of the things that you do on the, the Berkeley Instagram? I have to say, actually, first, uh, Amanda mentioned book mail. The uh-huh. teacup the teacup with a conspiracy in Belgravia is still the nicest piece of book mail <laughs> I have ever received. Like, I still open my cabinet and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's mine. <laughs> so thank you for that. Whoever Was that your idea? That was brilliant. So it was brilliant. It was definitely like more of marketing's idea, but it was definitely the prettiest thing I've ever seen. It's it's so I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it, but <laughs> Oh, it's gorgeous. Now, your Instagram it for Berkeley is really beautiful. You do a lot of gorgeous pictures and we have a whole bunch Amanda and I talked yesterday about all the questions we want to ask you about the <laughs> actual pictures that you're taking. Okay. But my my first question is what are the things that you post on Instagram and why Instagram for books? So I think Instagram has sort of become this like way of showing off your lifestyle, um, which is kind of cool. But it's I think it's really given voice or uh, books more of a voice. Um, it's like cool to read now and it's cool to show what you're reading. And, you know, as someone who like uh, prefers physical copies, it's nice to see that people are still reading them and that people are still showing them off. It's interesting that you talk about how people want to show what they're reading and it's cool to be reading. I completely agree. It's when you put it that way, it makes sense. Initially, I was sort of like, okay, but reading is sort of like a solitary insular thing. How am I going to take a picture of reading? And yet that's what you do. Yeah. So honestly, a lot of it was trial and error at first because like I was never like a photographer. Like I literally everything is taken on my iPhone. Um, sometimes on an iPad. So I never considered myself like savvy in the ways of photography. Um, But I think as Instagram has gotten more popular, like everyone's sort of like an amateur photographer now. So I kind of, you know, was forced into learning how to, you know, play with the angles and the lighting, um, which I think all help. I've noticed that pictures that have uh, more natural lighting or pictures that are usually straight above, um, usually do well. Um, I have no idea why that is, 
but people <laughs> respond really well to that. So a lot of it was playing around, you know, with that kind of stuff at first. Um, I mean, if you notice the progression, you know, like all things with practice, you just get better and better. Um, so it definitely took me a while to figure out the whole photography thing. Um, but I mean, I think it's cool because, you know, with books, like, you know, sometimes you'll pair it with wine and that just like speaks to people. All of a sudden they want to read that book with you while we're drinking wine. And it's kind of become like an online book club that people are wanting to talk about this book or, you know, they're wanting to converse with you about things that I know when I was growing up, I didn't really have that, you know, I didn't have an online community for that for sure. Um, so I think it's been really cool to see books take off on this. Um, and, you know, I think the prettier the picture is, the more people respond. So that's always incentive as well. That's very true. And one of the things that I've noticed a lot about the images that you share on the Berkeley Instagram is that they're sort of aspirational. You know, everything is cozy yeah. or interesting or there's there's a really good emphasis, I think, on lighting and color. And so it's yeah. very aspirational. You see those pictures that you're posting and kind of like, okay, I, I want to be there. I would like to be in those fuzzy socks with that book in that bed. I mean, I don't want to be like in your yeah. bed. That sounds creepy. <laughs> is that your actual like apartment? It is my apartment. Okay. You need to like uh, consider to hire yourself out as a decorator because your apartment looks great. <laughs> Honestly, we stage a lot of things. My um, roommates both don't work in publishing, but they um, feel like they do. Because <laughs> they do now. <laughs> because I constantly have them like, you know, I mean, they'll be trying to innocently eat their breakfast and I'll be like, hold it, like at a restaurant or whatever. I'll be like, stop it. <laughs> you, need, can't, you cannot touch anything until this has been taken a picture of. And, you know, same at home, you know, we'll just be hanging out and I'll be like, all right, um, can you, you know, stand far away or like stand above me? And, you know, they've, they're good sports about it, but <laughs> a lot of it's staging, I promise. Usually it's a mess in there. <laughs> <laughs> so what are people in the book community, and this question is for both of you, what are people in the book community on Instagram looking for? Amanda, you mentioned giveaways, and Ryan, you mentioned the idea that you're sharing reading and having a book club. What are people in the book community on Instagram looking for, and what do they respond to? Um, oh, that's tough. Um, for me, so I struggle with putting up regular photos for the Instagram account, I will admit. Um, because I live in a Boston apartment that doesn't get a lot of great lighting and our lighting (laughs) and the lights that we do have are so dim. They take like 45 minutes to warm up (laughs) to its full brightness. So it's really hard for me to do staging and I get super discouraged a lot (laughs) of the time with trying to make a beautiful photo. Um, But I think for me or us as a blogging community for Smart Bitches, readers love giveaways, definitely. Who doesn't like free stuff? Um, But I feel like they also want to see what we're reading. Um, You know, if Elise is curled up with her cat on the couch and she's reading some new romantic suspense, she'll send me a photo and I'll post that. Um, So because we're a community of bloggers and we all have our own reading tastes and sometimes we don't end up reviewing all the books that we read, I think that people on Instagram and readers on Instagram like to see our daily reading lives and what we're picking up Um, and just kind of even if it's just our brief thoughts on the book, especially if it doesn't make it into a review or some comments on the site. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think giveaways go a long way. Um, for us, I just feel like people normally want the free stuff in it. Um, <laughs> but I also think there's um, the other pictures that do really well are ones that invoke some sort of connection with the audience. Um, usually it's like very lifestyle heavy, like I was saying with like the wine or like, you know, Sock Sunday, like something that makes them feel like they're in the picture with you. Um, and you know, other things that I think people really appreciate in the Instagram community is like actually connecting and conversing. So I know sometimes like I do a lot of like commenting or liking on like other people's photos that aren't necessarily like, you know, people in the industry. Um, you know, I also comment on stuff that not, is not necessarily like a Berkeley romance book, but like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard, um, I'm a huge fan of Krista and Becca Ritchie. So anytime I see a post about that, you know, I immediately jump in with like, this was so good. I'm obsessed. Um, and it just starts the conversation, gets people intrigued. And I think they appreciate that. I think they become more vocal on our page because of it, because they feel kindred spirits. They feel like a friend, which is really cool. I definitely agree that commenting and engaging with people who leave comments on yes. photos is super important because they want to... I feel like they want to feel you're not just shoving photos in their face. Like you want to start a right. dialogue. You you want to encourage engagement between the photo and the people who are looking at it and the person who's taking it. So right. it's not just coming at um, Instagram like a publicist, like here are books I need you to know about and sucks. <laughs> Boom. Like it's not just a broadcast. It's also – coming at the community as a reader and talking about books both from the angle of I work at a publishing house so I got all these free books that are super cool looking and also I am also a reader and I like books a lot. I wouldn't do this job if I didn't really like books. So that dual angle, that the, the, the both sides of that approach work really well to generate a response. Is that right? Exactly. Um, one, thing, one thing I hear people say a lot is social media doesn't sell books. Now, I find that ludicrous, and I wanted to know if you'd ever heard anyone say that or have people stopped saying that. Honestly, I think it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> um, I just think social media is such a younger generation. Um, so, like, for me, I get all my books based off, like, mostly what I'm seeing on Instagram or, like, what I see on, like, Goodreads, like, what I'm seeing on these social environments, not mm -hmm. really, like, on Amazon or like at the bookstore, like I'm looking to see what people are recommending to me, their honest opinions. Um, so I feel like in that respect, um, I would say social media does. It sells sell books, books to you. To me, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also, you know, like maybe like people who are older in the industry, this is a relatively new thing. They don't really see it that way. Um, but I think so from my point of view. Oh, it definitely works for me. And I, I think I qualify as an old. <laughs> no. I'm pretty ancient. Instagram is free. <laughs> you might have to buy like the little props or whatever, but it doesn't cost anything to put a photo up and have thousands of people see it, which is something that I like. Right. And to get people talking about that book, like sometimes if something's everywhere, you know, that's a free as a publicity stand, you know, from publicity standpoint, um, that's just free. You know, people are just talking about it. It's just another outlet to talk about it. 
So what are your goals when it comes to creating a picture? And I have a bunch of specific questions about that, that Amanda was like, we have to ask her all of these things. I need to know. Um, so prepare, prepare. Um, okay. What, when you're creating a shot or you've noticed a shot, and I've definitely noticed the more that I think about my day as, okay, I want to take a picture of one thing per day. I look at the way things look and I pay attention to the light and the colors and things like right now there's like one leaf per tree that's turning a different color. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is going to be the best picture. (laughs) So I notice more. What are your goals when you are creating a picture for Instagram? Like what are the goals that you have for those images? I definitely think I can't emphasize enough the lighting. Um, Oh, I know. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Wednesday, God, what day is today? I think Wednesday. It was super rainy in New York, um, and I had been away on vacation and had been slacking with the Instagram, um, and I was going to come in first thing and take a photo, and then it was, like, miserable outside, and you couldn't see anything, nothing looked good, and I feel like readers don't really respond or your audience doesn't really respond when the lighting's not great. So I just kind of scratched it for that day. So I was like, we're just going to have to pick back up tomorrow. Um, So lighting is definitely a goal I have. I usually try and do it, you know, in the mornings or like afternoon, like, you know, lunchtime when it's the better lighting. Um, I also try and make, try and make the picture not everyone look the same. So if I have a lot where it's like, you know, coffee in the book from straight on, I try and, you know, have an open book one the next day or do something interesting with spines um, just to keep people interested and to keep, you know, their eye, like they're not always expecting um, the same thing from us. But I know that there are other accounts where, you know, everything's the same. So perhaps that's not helpful, but that's how I do it anyways. I try and make things, shake it up a little for our audience. Very cool. Amanda, did you have some questions you wanted to ask? Yeah. um, So I'm curious. And like with any good selfie, you probably take 40 horrible photos before you get the one Uh selfie where you look amazing in it. Wait, you've actually taken a good selfie? I have never once in my life. You got to know the good side of your face. Okay, I, I already tried. I do not have a good side of my face. I'm really good at getting pictures of my kids. Me? No, 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 no. Um, so how many photos would you say you take before you're like, this is it. This is the one I can stop now. (laughs) You guys, it's actually insane how many I take. Um, like a good day, it's like 10. And honestly, it's like the same freaking picture. I'll run it by my friend at work and be like, Danielle, what do you think of this one? She's like, they're all the same, Ryan. You're crazy. But like, I feel like they all look different um I mean sometimes it's even more if I feel like the angle's not right and then also I'm you know horrified I'm so terrified to delete any of them so they stay on my phone it's just all books on there nothing else and like this will be from years ago you know and I'll just I still have them I'm terrified to delete them what if I need them for something um ma'am you have 2,000 photos (laughs) oh it's on the cloud (laughs) <laughs> it is on my personal cloud now, so <laughs> hopefully they'll stick around. Um, you also use some props that are not necessarily like wine or coffee. You'll have flowers or like little items. I think for like a Halloween book, you had cute little cutout bats and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Now, is most of this stuff things that you just have lying around, like lipstick and jewelry? Or sometimes do you go on, like, little shopping trips to Michael's or Joanne Fabrics to pick up bits and pieces? Oh, that's definitely, there's definitely an Instagram budget happening here. Um, <laughs> like, I'll I'll literally be, I mean, you guys know Aaron, my boss. I'll be like, Aaron, um... I've got to, I'll be out for the afternoon. I'm going Instagram shopping and it sounds so dumb, but I'll stock up for a season. You know, um, I personally like paper source and also anything from TJ Maxx, but yes, there's definitely, it's not all for my apartment jewelry and makeup. Actually the picture yesterday that I took, um, with like a purse and I forget there's lipstick and a, and a wine or a coffee cup. I literally scrounged the office for those belongings. Like, <laughs> Listen, I'm really not stealing your bag. I'm just borrowing it. <laughs> I was like, who here has red lipstick? I need to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely not as glamorous perhaps as it comes out, but um, I don't own all of those things. I go out and get some of those things for sure. Just because they're fun. <laughs> you know, anything for the Insta. <laughs> Do you guys have like a little photo studio in office um for any other like staged um photos because I what I do for my cocktails thing it's so awful and I'm glad I get to do it during the day when my roommates (laughs) aren't home but I'll like I'll set up a backdrop with like tissue paper and I've got like one lamp on one side but like the outlet doesn't reach all the way so I have to hold the other lamp with my hand (laughs) while I'm trying to take the photo on my phone it is the jankiest setup (laughs) that's what I have to do um but you do a lot of natural lighting but do you have stuff in the office in case like the weather might not be that great and you want to just take a photo inside so kind of we have an Instagram room in the sense that it is an abandoned office (laughs) I was gonna say lighting in an office is never all that flattering um, well, so this one is a nicer office. I can't believe we haven't been kicked out of it yet. Um, it's pretty huge and it has, it's all windows on the one side. Oh, dude, how um, is that available? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. And we just keep our, you know, Instagram props in there. Like there's like fake tables in there and like, um, you know, fake backgrounds in there. Um, but yeah, we have a room where if I'm going to take something in the office, there's props and like fake backgrounds um, that are in there that I use sometimes. I definitely feel your pain, uh, Amanda, about being at home. I too have that problem. <laughs> I'll turn on every light in my apartment and like, cause we have a bar cart that I try and utilize sometimes. Um, bless my roommate for buying it. She didn't buy it for me, <laughs> but it feels like she did. Uh, <laughs> but um same deal. Like I'll have every single light turned on, you know, I'll try and like, you know, my roommate will be standing one way to like block the shadow. It's definitely a group effort <laughs> at my, at my home. Um, but yeah, we, I guess in answer to your question, we do have stuff here. We used to have, um, like professional, like the design team room, but they've recently moved floors and I haven't tracked them down yet. Um, <laughs> Because they have really good, like, lamp lighting happening there. So um, I'm sure I'll reach out to them soon. I, think <laughs> I have one final question off the top of my head. I'm sure Sarah has a list that we brainstormed yesterday. Um, of course I have a list. What <laughs> question is that? But I 
have very strong opinions about hashtags. I- yes, <laughs> I, okay. I love this question. <laughs> okay. I hate using them so much. <laughs> I hate them. And for me, I just think like having your cute caption or whatever and then being hit with a wall of hashtags after that just makes me feel so tacky. But I know – like I won't do it on my personal Instagram. The only time I use hashtags is for my cat. Um, <laughs> right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Priorities. <laughs> um, but I also can see their benefit because if people are tracking – um, certain hashtags to find other community members like readers of Instagram or bookmail. I understand that it can be helpful. So one, it's a two-part question. What are your feelings on hashtags? And two, for the book community, what hashtags do you think are important or that people are looking at or if people want to build up their, their book Instagram? What's a good way to kind of get people interested in their account using important hashtags? Oh, that is a good <laughs> question. Um, personally, I wasn't a huge fan of hashtags either. Um, it just felt very, like, you know. Like promotional. Weird. Like, that's what I- right. Like, hashtag not an ad, <laughs> you know. Like, of course it's not an ad. Like, I mean, that's why I think it feels weird on my personal one, you know. Um, just because... It just feels weird to me. Uh, I use them now sometimes, but only like two or three if I have something extra punny to say. Um, But as far as uh, Berkeley Romance goes, um, I have felt that it's useful in building the community and getting more people to look at your posts. Um, I used to do put you. I used to put way too much time into this um, and come up (laughs) with like you know funny puns or like, like cute things to say, but not like, you know, defeats the whole purpose of the hashtag. You click on it and it'd be like my one hashtag. I'm the only person who's used that because I thought it was funny. Um, but now I definitely do more general ones. Um, like if you're first starting out, I would definitely recommend any of the books ones, like just hashtag books or hashtag bibliophile hashtag, um, bookstagram, bookstagram, bookworm, VSCO books. Um, those are all good ones. Um, and honestly, I got a lot when I was first starting out from other people's um, Instagram accounts. I would just kind of see what they were hashtagging. Um, of course, now a lot of the bigger ones don't really need them, so they don't. Like the people with like 100,000 followers, craziness. Um, yeah, I would just maybe if you're first starting out, see kind of what other people are doing, especially those general ones and sort of incorporate it into your own. Um, but I always put a little personality in there too, one or two that are just fun, just fun for me. <laughs> My struggle is how many po- how many hashtags exist for the same topic, right? Like cat cats, catstagram, cats of Instagram, cats on Instagram, catgram. Like then there's like specific I, okay, a, breed hashtags. Like my cat's a Maine Coon mix, and there's a hashtag for that. <laughs> All right, wow, my, my two dogs <laughs> are half Cavalier, half Cocker, and half Cocker Spaniel, half Pointer, and there are already hashtags for yeah. that. And I'm like, they're I get, I'm they're getting nuts. a sense of your guys's of your what you guys search for on Instagram. Totally getting the sense here. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's weird is that you type a hashtag and then you start typing letters. You get all these other like suggestions, and I'm like, what the yeah. hell even is that? <laughs> yeah. 
Because well, if you only type B-O-O, you'll get boobs and books. <laughs> so you have to be careful. <laughs> you do. You do have to be careful. Um, I should pay more attention to, like, what's trending. I think it's really helpful for, like, finding authors and stuff, too, in that regard. Like, I always make sure to hashtag, like, the author's name or the title just because, like, then you can see what other people are posting about. And it's also um, helpful in Instagram when you start typing a hashtag – It'll tell you how many posts have been tagged with that hashtag. So you can kind of see um, what's more popular versus like cats versus cats of Instagram or um, whether a word should be plural or not. So I like looking at those just because, you know, I'm obsessed with these I do too. I also think it's good too if you're – like we did a photo challenge and – back in February and that was really well done by the way that was really cool thank you it was definitely hard to do like every single day of my life Instagramming (laughs) but it was fun it was super fun and it was cool because we did a hashtag so I could see all the other people who were like following us or you know tagging their own books um so definitely I recommend if you're first starting out to think about creating a challenge or following other challenges um, and using a hashtag, same with giveaways. I've noticed those do better too um, when there's a hashtag, you know, that people can, you know, regram with and things like that. So as a Instagramming person who's not only working on Instagram professionally, but also you have a personal one, what do you like to see on Instagram? What are your favorite things to, to look at? On my personal one, I still follow tons of bookstagrammers. Like I said, that's how I kind of get my book recommendations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also follow far too many Bachelor contestants. Like, it's a sickness. It's really – that's honestly embarrassing to say to you guys, but I do. Uh, we recap both shows. Elise does a weekly recap where she's, like, really not sober uh, by the end yeah. of it. So don't worry. But, yeah, I like to do that. I follow a lot of lifestyle people, so, like, people who do fashion in New York just so I can see how much I don't dress well here. And – um. But yeah, I think I definitely follow more lifestyle type things. Like if you have a pretty account, I'll follow you. I'll give you a follow, you know. Amanda, what about you? What do you look for on Instagram when you're looking for more <laughs> accounts to follow? Are you talking about my personal Instagram or our site? Both. I mean, I mean you don't have to answer. If your personal Instagram is like all nipples and no, porn, that's fine. But you don't talk about it on the podcast. My personal Instagram is all mainly food. Um because I eat a lot and I love oh I have that too I have Um, that one so I also follow a lot of for me personally local restaurants um (laughs) well there's this one that um I can't remember like like Boston Food Journal or something where they take photos of food from different restaurants in the area so I have a growing list of restaurants I want to eat at based on the pretty food photos I see um, I also follow a lot of animal accounts. So there's the Doggist, which is amazing. I follow them too. <laughs> They're so it's so, so cute and awesome. I have to add this. I don't have this one. Also, the Doggist. Um, you know, he's set up in the West Village where our offices oh are located. So I'm constantly on the hunt for him. I'm like, oh, there's a dog. Is the Doggist <laughs> nearby? Like- I just love the little captions. Another animal mm-hmm. one I follow is called Little Irish Men. And it's what? two dogs. One is an Irish wolfhound and the other is an Irish terrier. 
So speaking of dogs, right on cue. And there's such there's a my huge dog. size difference between the two of them because Irish wolfhounds are humongous. Do you guys follow um, Hot Dudes Reading? Yes, I do. That's a good one. <laughs> I think it's that's a good a one. Huge wave of like I follow ones like Hot Dudes with Wine, Hot Dudes with Cats, <laughs> Hot Dudes with Coffee. Um, follow all the hot dudes. Yeah, essentially that's what I follow. Um, on our blog Instagram, I obviously follow a lot of publishers um, and a lot of authors, but mainly it's just um, publishers and authors and then the ripped bodice because they always have some good stuff going on. Um, and that dog on there. Oh, Fitz. He's oh, the cutest I've ever seen. Shout out to Fitz. <laughs> Sometimes Sarah will get on the Instagram account, and I'm like, "Why are we <laughs> here? You can hear from her her voice how well I was that like, goes." No, I was like, why are we following this person? And like one time, I got on. I was like, "Why is the feed nothing but photos of Ruby Rose?" I was like, <laughs> I logged on and I went to Instagram and I followed her or followed something having to do with her and I thought I was logged in on my personal account and I was logged in on Smart Bitches. Amanda goes <laughs> and she's like, what is happening right now? Why are we – I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Ruby Rose. She's very attractive. But I was like, why – I was like, I didn't do this. Where? <laughs> like, why is – Surprise! It was my old boss. <laughs> Just hitting random buttons. <laughs> yes. Yes, we now follow uh, – we now follow actresses. It's very important. Right. <laughs> so, Ryan, what um, what do you use for – do you schedule posts? Do you have a routine that you follow or is it sort of like, oh, yeah, I got to put something up on the Instagram. Let me take care of that. So I make – usually I make a schedule at the big – well, at the end of the month for the next upcoming month. Um, and it's usually stuff we have in the works. Um, I also look at random holidays like National Grilled Cheese Day, what have you, um, you know, important stuff like that. Um, These are crucial, crucial right. events. And include them on the calendar just in case, like, for example, if it was National Grilled Cheese Day, there's probably a hashtag and millions of people all of a sudden deciding they love grilled cheeses. So I'd probably jump on that train. Um, and yeah, so I schedule it about a month out. It's it's honestly very up in the air. I make this schedule and then, you know, one of our authors will be featured in Cosmo or one of them will have, you know, a really great review on Smart Bitches. And, Yay! you know, we'll have to, you know, rearrange some things to that so that maybe that book is featured that day. Um, I love that Instagram now does like links because the Instagram story has become super important, I think. And you know, I really don't like Instagram stories. Oh, I like, love it. You do it. all that work and then they disappear. I love it. Oh um, my gosh, please tell me why you like it because I am I am clearly missing the boat here. I think with Instagram, as a rule of thumb, you should usually post like once a day, maybe twice, like if you're super ambitious. But I think people generally like to just hear from you like once a day. Um, and for your own sanity, that's, that's best. Um, but I think the Instagram story is really cool because you can promote even more books or you can talk about more things. Sometimes I'll pose a question like who out here is a Madeline Hunter fan? 
just so I can like get a sense of like maybe who would read, you know, this new historical romance we have coming up. Um, it's fun. You know, sometimes I'll post, um, you know, outtakes from whatever picture I took that day and be like, what's your favorite new adult romance message me. And then it's just cool. Cause you get to talk to people, bring up books. It gives more opportunity for conversation, I think. And it's also like a cool way to show off, you know, some of our hits, you know, like I was saying, reviews, um, things like that. And, you know, it disappears within 24 hours. So you can start anew. Um, it is a lot of work. I will say that, especially if you're trying to do something designed. But I just, I love it. I think it's so fun. And like, if you mess up, like, whatever, it's gone in 24 hours. Hopefully no one saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it does take the pressure off, doesn't it? Like, yeah. right, well, I don't have to worry about this. It's not sticking around forever. Yeah. <laughs> now, earlier you mentioned uh, VSCO, which is like a photo app. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any other applications or things that you use aside from the Instagram filters and stuff like that and being able to mess with those um, that you use in terms of taking photos or editing them? Oh, girl, (laughs) do I? So I actually never edit anything on Instagram anymore. Um, I do all my editing on VSCO, which is a photo editing app kind of similar to Photoshop, but on your phone. I also have the Photoshop app on my phone. So I usually do like the editing of the picture on there just because I think it's a bit more subtle than like the filters that are on um, Instagram, though I do use those sometimes after I've already filtered it. You know, it's all about the filter. (laughs) Um, And then hold on. Let me see what's on this phone. I also use um, like No Crop, which is another Instagram app, um, Layout. Both of those are, you know, if you're doing a pitch stick, uh, pick stitch I really like layout because it'll give you like it won't distort the picture and you can those are when you um have a bunch of pictures in the one frame um and it's nice because it doesn't distort like the length or anything like that so I like that one layout too is that um you can pick different arrangements with how many photos you have like if you have three you can choose like one big one and two small ones or three all the same size yeah I love that one um I also like no crop and fonto which I haven't used lately but you can put like a basically you can just write text on your image or I like to put emojis on them because those are fun um what's the other one I use oh facetune (laughs) which is (laughs) basically this is embarrassing to say but um it is like what people do to like make themselves look cuter in pictures like you can like play with your face and like make stuff like you know your chins go away or like you know whatever like any imperfection but I like to use it just to like clean up the picture like if there's anything like if I accidentally have like a straw stem in there or like you can see my reflection taking the picture um just to clean it up I don't use it all the time but I do use it sometimes it's not a bad idea sometimes I get like a glare if they're the yeah, really it'll shiny. smooth that out. Mm-hmm. I might have to download yeah, a bunch of those. I have layout. <laughs> I have boomerang, which I am obsessed with. Yep. Um, I love boomerang. <laughs> um, and then I have like repost for that sort of thing. Do you do? I haven't noticed um, that you do a lot of reposting, but I have seen you guys do some really cool 
collages of other bloggers mm-hmm. taking photos of like a specific mm-hmm. book. Um, I'm really curious about that. Like when you do that, one saving photos from Instagram can be a pain in the butt. Um, <laughs> I found because <laughs> once I find like one way, it kind of like disappears, and now I have to find a new way. Yeah. Um, but when you grab these photos, do you usually be like, "Hey, bloggers, can we get this photo for a collage?" So that's an interesting <laughs> question. I definitely in the beginning was really tentative um, just because like I didn't want to step on anyone's toes or like have – but I've noticed that people don't yeah. care. Like 9.9 times out of 10, they're like, yes, go for it. I'm so honored. So I've started um, not asking. But I do make sure everyone knows that this is their picture. You know, I tag them in it. I say regram, like photo credit. Like I make sure it's not – people don't think it's our I photo like if, um I give them all yeah, the credit if you tag them they're usually fine because then it could lead to like them getting you know an influx of followers the more followers yeah yeah I'm not I like doing that versus the repost just because I think it looks cleaner but that's personal preference I know a lot of people use repost are there any Instagram accounts that you follow um as part of Berkeley that you just love in terms of composition I know some have like a theme. I can't remember the one that I follow, but she has all these different socks and she pairs like the socks with the book she's reading. But I think it's, she's more YA, I want to say. Um, mm, okay. But who do you love to follow yeah. in terms of book Instagrammers? As far as aesthetic goes, I love, love, love Swept Away by Books. Um, the girl that runs that account is super sweet. I've actually met her before, but She's been, like, long time, like, I was like, you are killing the game. She has, like, hundreds, like, tons of followers. I can't even put a number to it. Um, but I think she just does a really good job of the lifestyle thing, which is why I like it. I also really like Lacey Book Lovers. I don't know if you guys follow her. Her aesthetic is really clean. Um, it's very, you know, white and neutral, but then the cover just seems to pop because of that, of whatever book she has. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I really, really I have, like. like the app I feel like there's so many. And I'm just like typing. <laughs> I know, me too. I really like Hopeless Book Lover. She does a lot of like really good photography. That's always, and she's always got interesting angles, which makes me think about how I take pictures differently. I also really like Peace Love Books XO. She has the most adorable dog that's featured in all of her photos, and I want it. Um, <laughs> but oh, the dog is super yeah. Cute. I mean, I tend <laughs> right. I just tend to follow people who either have a very uh, on Berkeley romance who either have a very clean aesthetic or they make me like really interested in the picture. Like I feel connected to it. The lifestyle thing again. Um, I'm also really intrigued by anyone who can do, like, a book bento, you know, the placement with the books. I feel like I struggle with that. So anyone who can do that and it looks flawless, I follow them. Congratulations. Hats off. Like, can't do it. (laughs) What was your favorite picture to compose when you were um, putting up – when you were composing a shot? Was there one that you were really excited about, that you were really pleased with how it came out? Yes. In terms – I'm sure there's more. But the one I can really think of um, was 
a couple weeks back, we did one for the Bachelorette finale um, with one of our spring books called The Wedding Date. And I just held up the book. It's got a super cute cover, um, very like fun and flirty. And I held that up like covering my face and then held a glass of rosé. And I was just in my bed with socks on. Um, but I remember the lighting was really bad that day. It was like the, we were losing the light. It was dark. I hadn't taken a picture yet. My roommate was like on her knees, like taking <laughs> pictures, like, you know, like on the top of the bed trying to get like she was – Everywhere. Was I was trying to figure out, I'm like, all right, so that hand's holding the wine and that hand's holding the book. Who's taking this picture? Did she have a selfie stick on the ceiling? No, no, no. She was standing afar taking it. And I remember there was, this was one where we went through so many and I was like, no, this isn't coming out right. I look bad. The book looks bad. You know, I was like, we got to get this right. Um, and I remember when it came out, I was I was just so excited. I thought it was so cute that people would really respond. And we did get a decent amount of likes and comments on it, which was exciting because I felt like, you know, I was right, you know, about the picture. Um, but that was one where we struggled. And I remember being like, should we just give up? Because, <laughs> you know, I could tell my roommate was like, yes, we should give up. Like, These <laughs> are probably starting to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Have there been books where you're in a meeting or you're working on a future titles and you see a cover coming out and you're like, oh, that's going to look so good on Instagram. Just get out of my mm-hmm. way. Absolutely. You know, I always love a good Manchester one, <laughs> but because who doesn't? Um, but I also like when they're a little different, you know, not as expected for romance. I think the readers respond to it. Like personally, I love usually new adult romance covers because um, they skew more YA looking, I think. And I really like those. Um, Usually it's the coloring. When I see it with the color, like the wedding date has a bold red color. Um, Jane Ann Krentz had one, Secret Sisters, where this girl is like running away in like a red coat. And I was like, and the picture, I think it's the colors. They pop. Um, But yeah, I definitely get excited about certain covers more than others, especially if they're just a little bit different than what's expected. I think people pay attention more. That's personally what I think. I don't have numbers to back that up, but. (laughs) So this is a somewhat related question. Has there been a response to a picture you've posted that really surprised you? Yeah, it happens sometimes. I'm trying to see. Let's look. I'm looking at my account right now to see if there's any that really surprised me. I mean, I would say in the opposite, there will be some that I'll take a picture of and I think it's really going to do well. It's, you know, a popular author. Um, this, like, I think the setting is done really well. And for whatever reason, maybe it's the timing, maybe it's the day. It just doesn't do very well. And then there are others, like recently I took one of Christine Fian just at lunch. Like it was a, totally a last minute thing. I was at lunch with some coworkers and I brought a book just to take a picture. And that one got a ton of likes and I was so surprised because I've taken lunch ones before and they've just done like okay and so I was so surprised um that that one took off well in all fairness that lunch looks amazing oh yeah the food was really helping (laughs) (laughs) not that not that Christine Vian doesn't do enough but you know always helps with food but yeah there are definitely times when I'm surprised it's definitely a lot of experimentation um a lot of experimentation, I would say. <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of the creative process, right? You're figuring out what works, what gets a response, and what 
what fits the goals that you have, even if the goal is I want more people to enjoy books, which is a perfectly adequate goal in like right. all things. Okay. So I always ask this question. What are you reading and what would you like to tell readers about? The floor is yours. As a publicist, have at it. I'm going like, to okay. go make lunch and then I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I have a couple. I hope that's okay. Uh, we fully expected that and we're anticipating it. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> okay. I got to use my sound effect. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, two that I'm really excited about personally through um, like with Berkeley Romance is Down by Contact by Santino Hassel. It's um, the sequel to Illegal Contact, which just came out in August. It's a male-male romance set in the NFL football scene. Um, it's so good. Santino's writing is always amazing. He does really gritty uh, heroes very well. The angst is there for sure. Um, I just started it, so I can't say too much about it, but it's about his friend, Simeon, though I want to call him Simon, who is an out and proud gay man who sort of falls for someone on the opposite team who isn't aware that he is bisexual yet until he meets him. Um, So it's very, very good so far. I'll have to keep you guys updated. As far as personal reading goes, I this book that I recommended this summer, Another Male Male, it's Damaged Like Us by Kristen Beckerichi, because as I said before, I am a fangirl. Um, <laughs> but it's super good. They always just do such a large cast of characters so well. The banter is amazing. Um, I really enjoyed that one. And then my current read is actually inspired by y'all's Instagram account, Radiance by Grace Draven. I just started it yesterday. <laughs> oh, how cool. Because I saw it on y'all's Instagram account, and I was like, oh, this is good. Um, but I like it so far. The banter is hilarious. But yeah, thanks, you guys. That was totally you. Know, you like it we did like an awesome book club chat for it and i think the author came grace i think she popped in yes grace came and like it was a really fun conversation i still think about that because she said really interesting things about magic that magic has rules and also has consequences which i think is very important when you're writing a world like that i also loved how they think of each other as physically ugly so (laughs) yes they're so repulsed. I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And they're into it, though. Yes, they're like, okay, you completely freak me out, but this is all right. It's okay. Um, I saw your little – the because I've been looking for a fantasy read, um, and I saw it, and I looked at <laughs> – looked up all the reviews and it was like they hate each other and I was like oh I'm into it but then I was like oh they're physically (laughs) disgusted by one another I see so I'll have to let you know how much I like it (laughs) and that is all for this week's episode thank you to Ryan for hanging out with us and telling us so much about how Instagram works for you personally and professionally if you are thinking I need to try all these apps I need to find all these things excellent I have links to all of them I will have links to the feeds we talked about, the apps and programs that work to improve the photos, and I'll have links to Amanda's feed, my feed, Smart Bitches, and Ryan, so you can check out our Instagram feed. And if you have an Instagram feed, or if you've purchased a book because of Instagram, I'm super curious about that, email me. I want to hear about it. sbjpodcast at gmail.com or sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at smartbitches, trashybooks.com, your choice, or Leave a voicemail at 120-1371-3272. You can also record a voicemail and email it to me or voice memo. So it'd be voice memo mail or voicemail, right? 
Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Either way, I love hearing from you. So definitely, definitely let me know what you think. This week's episode is brought to you by His Perfect Partner by Priscilla Oliveras. It takes two to tango. Four-time Golden Heart finalist Priscilla Oliveras debuts with a novel that proves love is a delicate dance. All it takes are two willing partners. Professional dancer Yasmin Fernandez has left romance behind her after a bad breakup and is focusing on helping her father recover from a long illness, so she does not have time to be distracted by handsome Tomas Garcia, the father of one of her young dance students, Maria. And Tomas is too shattered by his divorce and too focused on his career to have a personal life. But Yasmin and Tomas grow closer with Maria's help, and the rhythm of their lives fall into step perfectly matched. It may be time for them to face the music. Warm-hearted, sizzling with romantic tension, and plenty of Latin flair, Priscilla Oliveras delivers a romance readers won't soon forget. For more information, visit kensingtonbooks.com. And thank you, Kensington, for sponsoring this month's podcasts. Each episode gets a transcript, and I am transcribing older episodes because of the Patreon, so thank you, patreon.com slash smartbitches. If you would like to support the show with a pledge, it makes a deeply appreciated difference. You can also leave a review, recommend, subscribe. However you get your podcasts, telling another person about the show is an enormous gift for me. So thank you for that as well. Most of all, thank you for listening, whether you're working on cleaning or cleanings up after someone else, been there, or your dying wool. Hello. Hi. Your, your house looks great, by the way. Or, you know, walking the dogs, which is what I do when I listen to podcasts. I very much appreciate that you hang out with me each week. Our music, I love this song, is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This is a track called Percolator, and it is by a group called the Hanuman Collective. Their album is called Pedal Horse, and you can find it on iTunes and on some other digital sites, but not Amazon for some strange reason. I really like this song. It's totally mellow. All of the books that we talked about, I will link to in the podcast entry, as well as all of the feeds, so do not worry. And now it's time for my terrible joke. Are you ready? There we go. Bad joke. Did you hear about the man who bought a used dictionary online and received a book with blank pages? Yeah, he has no words to describe how angry he is. I really need my rimshot side effect, don't I? <laughs> All right, that's horrible. I love horrible jokes. Seriously, finding bad jokes is giving me so much joy. So on behalf of Ryan and Amanda and myself and Orville, who has just joined me on my desk because he figured out that it is time to sit on the mouse pad. Don't stop my recording, you large animal. Okay, let's try that again. On behalf of Orville, who's now sprawled on my desk, and Ryan and Amanda and myself and everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have an excellent weekend, and we will see you here next week. <laughs>